Okay, today I have the pleasure of chatting with Bernard Chong. Bernard is an angel investor with a portfolio that is worth over a billion dollars. He is most known for founding Bren Esports and expanding the Canadian coffee brand Tim Hortons into the Philippines. However, Bernard's investments range across a variety of industries and include tech startups in the animation and communications industry, real estate developments, entertainment, and brick-and-mortar stores. Bernard's family are also famous for founding World Balance, which is the largest shoe brand in the Philippines. Bernard currently lives in Los Angeles and has a couple of new ventures that are about to launch, including a new app platform, the expansion of a new coffee brand in the US, and the launch of a new investment fund. So welcome to the podcast, Bernard. Thank you, Joshua. It's it's nice to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. So there's, yeah, so much I'm really looking forward to diving into about your story, but I wanted to start things off right at the beginning. So your family started World Balance and you went to start and invest in a whole range of massive ventures. So where did it all start? Where, where did you first find that interest in investing and in business? I, I grew up where my grandfather and my father were already having a shoe factory and we owned the World Balance brand. So when I was born 1980, our factory was already there existing and we have already a brand that's being worked for by my father and my grandfather. So when you have a business, all the help you need, you can, you, you must have. So I learned marketing, I learned sales, stock, stock room, stockpiling, everything. And it was a good training for me when I was young to see all kinds of departments, how, how it is run, why is it important, how to talk to people. And it occurs, naturally occurs to me to, to understand these things. And then I was able to practice sales also. I believe sale is, sales are important practice to any business owner because at the end of the day, you got to have sale as a source of your you know, money or income cash flow for your company to be sustainable. Yeah, why would you say sales is the most important? Did you find it really valuable in your experience? Everything that will run, give life to your cash flow goes through sales. So you, you make sale to new customer, you make sale to your old customer, you understand your product too to make sale. It's like the lifeline. Of course, product must be good, marketing must be good, HR must be good. But you got to have a good sales team to make sure they, that the product run and your cash flow comes in. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I wanted to ask you a question about Tim Hortons. So for anyone who doesn't know, Tim Hortons is a massive franchise in Canada. There's practically a Tim Hortons on every street corner. I think maybe four or 5,000 stores in Canada. Yeah, so you had a big investment in the launch and expansion of Tim Hortons in the Philippines. I lived in Canada for a number of years and I loved Tim Hortons or Timmy's as we used to say. But yeah, where did this idea to expand into the Philippines start and, and where did that all start? 
I was known to be an angel investor. And my friend, Ricky Yap, uh, he got the license for Tim Hortons Philippines. And he and me, so he's my partner, are the majority shareholder of that franchise in Philippines. So that's how it started. Ricky Yap asked me if I would like to do the journey with him to be owner of Tim Hortons Philippines as we will grow it in Manila and hopefully grow it to 100, 300 branches. We are now at 53 branches from zero branch or one branch when it started. And that's the story. So he, yeah, he, he met me, he asked me and I said, yes. I didn't think twice. I said, yes. So what made you say yes straight away to Tim Hortons? Like what were some of the characteristics or traits you really liked about the business? Well, we know Tim Horton is a flagship brand, uh, Canadian, you know, all, all Canadians know Tim Hortons. They're like the Starbucks of USA. And anytime you, I will be part of something institution brand, I would love it. I had an experience when we were young that my father and grandfather had a hard time with business because of cash flow and because of economic changes. And we just have the brand, World Balance. It was the number one brand. But the brand name itself has value. But as an operation on the factory, we lost money. We gave royalty to our brand, to other producers of shoes. So they make our shoes, use our brand, and we got royalties of it. And from there, we were able to survive, finish my schooling, and pay pay life and go through life with just royalties of the brand. So I remember when I was a kid, I said, if I work with brands, good brands, I will have good future. Now, when Tim Hortons was open to me to be part of Tim Hortons, I said, it's a no-brainer. It's a good brand. So it has a good chance of making money. So I invested capital on its expansion in Philippines. Yeah, that's incredible. 53 stores since 2017. That's some pretty rapid expansion. Yes. So you've invested in a really diverse range of industries. You know, you have some investments in mobile app platforms, in some brick and mortar companies, and you've obviously seen your family grow a massive shoe brand as well. What have been some of the core principles that you use to invest or what have been some of the core characteristics of a business that you were looking to invest in? Like what is your thought process in that space? Well, I kind of gauge how they communicate first. And if they're tough people, what I mean is not quitter. Sometimes I would test people. I would test their patience. I would ask easy questions, sometimes stupid questions, just to see how they react. So I would see how, how their personality is, how they answer stupid questions. So I kind of like deliberately test them. And then from there, I would ask also their values, if their like growth or culture depends, and if, if they communicate well. And if I found out that these people are people I want to grow, do my journey with, life journey with, then I will invest in them. I would say that it's more important for me to like the person and to like growing old with those persons I will invest in rather than the idea of the business. 
the idea of the business may be really good, but if I don't feel like I like to grow with them because our values are different, maybe I'll just pass and I'll say, that's not the right fit for me. But if the person is all right and I feel like I would grow with them, then I would invest in them. And I feel like my organization as a group will also benefit from them and he will benefit from my organization's experience and knowledge and connections too. Okay, so you invest in the people much more than the idea of the business. Yes. Yeah, that's a really interesting is, principle yeah. and I, I wasn't expecting you to say that, to be honest. <laughs> that's unique for me because I use my own resource and I'm an angel investor, so I can decide for my own. Unlike VCs where it's many people's, many groups or many families' money clumped together, so they should have a guideline to say, you must achieve this, this must be the purpose, it must be for healthcare, public works, or a residential real estate or whatever. But with me, because I'm on seed capital, I'm an angel investing and I use my resource, my own. So it's up to me to decide if I say yes or no. So based on my field. So I have the liberty to say, as long as I like the person, I like the journey with them, I could put my resource and grow with them through time. Yeah, I really loved what you said about growing old with them together. Like that's a really great principle to hold by and I haven't heard many people talk about that before. So I heard on another podcast that you went on that you really like platform businesses or app businesses. What is it about those businesses or that type of model that you really like? Well, Given a choice between a brick and mortar and platform, I would say that, yeah, I more favor the platform business only because the platform business, you have the growth and potential of the world's population or the user. So you can impact more and you can service more. You can help more. A lot of users or people or customers with the same effort rather than if it's a brick and mortar, you know, shoe store or restaurant business, it's you're only allowed to help or to cater to people who are able to be present in your area. Rather than if it's a platform, you can impact and influence users. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think especially because you grew up with your family's business, which is a much more traditional brick and mortar model. Yes. Do you think growing up in, in that environment of your family's business played a big part in shaping a lot of the values you have and the lessons you've learned in business? It played a big part because when you're young, you don't know anything you're observing. And I was lucky to have my father and mother teach me how to run the business because they need help too. So I, it played a big part. And I, from there, when I was young, I kind of knew I want to be a business owner. Really? So you knew straight away from the start? Yeah. You, you hear the talk about, about hiring, firing, what's the problem, what's the strategy, how to get you know, cheaper raw materials, how to talk to suppliers and then customers. So I kind of learned the real thing, how the real operations work. And that fascinates me. It feels like they have their purpose of, you know, producing a good brand to the market. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Do you mind if I ask what your early life was like? 
you know, you you live in LA now, but you grew up in the Philippines and you still have a lot of investments there. Yeah, so so what was your early life like in the Philippines? Well, we grew up in a close family culture. It means in one floor, my grandpa and grandma is in the same floor as my father and his brother's family. So it's like one floor, five families in one floor. And we would be eating lunch at the same time. We would be hearing stories at the same time. We'd be playing at the same area, same one floor. So it's like a building, but in the building, one floor, everybody's there. And the ground, the, the lower floors are the factory, the office, and the lower floor is the factory. So it's like a building. That's where, that's where we grew up. So I kind of learned a lot in my childhood about people skills because you deal with a lot of people, relatives, and then business skills and office office skills and then production skills because in one building it was all there. So that what is that was it's like when in my in my home. I've heard you have quite a big family. Is family still something that is really important to you? Family is the basic unit of the government, right? So I mean the family when you have a good family, it helps everyone the family members. And I like having to believe that the bigger your family is and the better the family members are, the more advantageous it is to everyone in the family. If you're just one and you're only good, and then you're by yourself. If you have two brothers, then you have only a brother to help you. So the more brothers you have, the more sisters you have, the more uncles, aunties you have. And when you're together tight, and you're helping one another, it would be better for everyone. Yeah, I, I really like what you said on that. I personally think family is, is really important as well. So yeah, I, I really like that. So I wanted to move into chatting about the Brandseed Foundation. Where did the vision come for, for starting that? And what has it been like so far? I feel like education is the key to progress. And even poverty, if the person is educated, they can find value to the marketplace. They can work on something. So I feel like to help the society as a whole, the humanity, our civilization, if we could help spread wisdom, knowledge, intelligence, if we could help educate people, share experience, it would bring a better future also for ourselves, for our kids and our grandkids. So I started the Brand Seed Foundation and hopefully I'm able to help on what I can to give education to people who needs education. Even it's not that big yet because it's just starting, at least I can help. I can start helping. Wow. Yeah. Where did that, I guess, that attitude of really wanting to help and, and give back really come from? Because, you know, obviously you've been very successful in, in business and You've invested in all these great ventures. And I feel like if I was in that situation, it would be easy to almost, um, yeah, just really focus in on business and, and, and grow stuff. But you've been very conscious with, you know, wanting to give back and, and wanting to to invest in, in the next generation with, with education and, and really grow that. Where, yeah, where did that come from? That, I guess, yeah, that, that great attitude of giving back. I help a lot during my early years and I found that there's a lot of people who I've helped, they like it 
and they say thank you i needed that help that time that changed my life and now i'm able to give back to help them and maybe because you know that i have a big family big family members i got kids and i know that i can't be alive forever i wish i i can be but someday my time will expire at least as many people as i help on what i can they might help my kids my grandkids my grand grandkids you know so it's a way of doing what you can to do good and hopefully the world will also do good to your to your children and grandchildren yeah so you're also a father as well a man of much wisdom in both the family and business world hey <laughs> so i i think that's a great segue into what i'd really like to ask you next so you've invested in such a wide variety of businesses and founded a number of them yourself uh, from tech startups to having an esports team which has won a number of big tournaments to much more brick and mortar ventures so, so it's a very diverse set of, of ventures but as you look back on your life and you reflect back on these different things what are some of the life lessons you've learned along the way well there are many lessons but the important ones are you should be patient on yourself on what you're doing and you should be patient also with other people sometimes good people honest people make mistakes too when they're doing something or learning their craft and it's part of wisdom that they make mistake before they learn how to do it right and if you're patient enough if the person is good when you're patient enough with them you will just understand that that's just part of growth that's just part of the journey of business that setback and then just ride with them until you overcome those and you'll be glad that your patient with them would would materialize so one story of this is like i was investing in a partner of me and he said two years he will return the money and it was everyday thing we talk about business upon the two years he didn't return the money and i was patient enough to say how long more and he said i don't know maybe six months and then two years and six months not yet and then last he said give me six more months a lot of people would just say nah it's probably no go i'll just cut it out and everything but me i was patient with my experience i was patient with the person with my partner and in the third year they returned all my money and third year and another month we profit share and to me it was a good another year test but it was worth it had it that i fought the with the person on the second year or second year in six months or second year in six months and two weeks i would not have that cash flow with me i have destroyed something that i were building and planning only because i wasn't patient enough you know i, I haven't heard many people say that about patience before but yeah yeah i really like the idea also, also if you're going to do something do it with someone who have done it for example if you're going to do in construction a business construction do it with someone who has experience in construction if you do want to do platform or venture capital do it with someone who's from those industries you have higher chance of success when doing it with someone who have done it before yeah really has that been something you've carried forward in all the investments that you've done and the people you've partnered with yes or? especially with angel investing because 
the success rate of startup is really, really low. So I kind of know how to make it successful by giving the right pieces and having the right setup. So before we pivot into the final segment, I wanted to ask you what's next for you. I know you have some new ventures that you're launching soon. Like I know you've got some housing developments going on in Panama, a new coffee brand uh, to expand in the US and, and a few other things. But yeah, what, what's next for you and what's the next big thing you want to tackle? I'm working on an app here in USA, but I can't disclose yet now. Maybe in January I could talk about it, but it's something very unique and very useful to the users. As Other than that, I'm investing and slowly growing with my friends here in USA. So we're building also some restaurants, some coffee shop, and some community events also for chess. But it's all in the plan. Maybe maybe January when you ask me or, or a second, you know, uh, meet, meet up, I could share more. Right now, we're just on the planning stage. Okay, yeah, I'm excited to hear. It's a secret. <laughs> That I will definitely have to organize that for, for January or February. That'd be amazing. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I know, I know we had a hard stop on 30 minutes, so I, th- I thought I'd switch gears into the final segment. And the final segment, it's, uh, yeah, just five uh, rapid-fire questions for a bit of fun and a bit of, um, yeah, a bit of fun to get to know you. So, yeah, the first one is, what's one of your favorite books? I have lots of favorite books, but The Richest Man in Babylon is, I think, very solid foundation. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, also a solid foundation for character. The one, the other one is for money. And the the management book, I, I forgot what's the name. It's The Four Disciplines, The Four Disciplines of Execution. And it's The Who, Not How book. So those are four books that I feel like really good. And one more, the MBA. The personal MBA? Yeah, the personal MBA. It's a great book. That one. Yeah, wow. That's a great book. No wonder you're so successful. You've, uh, you've read a lot of good books. That's, that's awesome. I love that. The next question is, what is some of the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I received was also to know the who, not the how. So get the right people. And it's always a team when you're going. So you can you can be good, but you have to get a good team. So that's a good advice that I learned. Also, to make yourself better than yesterday. So the people around you, the team around you will also learn from you. So you're contributing also. You cannot be slacking around. So those three. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, the next question is, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would you love to have dinner with? I would love to have dinner with Henry Ford. I would love to have dinner with JP Morgan. And I would love to have dinner with Jeff Bezos. Wow, that would be an awesome dinner table. Wow. I would love to know what all of those people are eating as well. <laughs> And then, yeah, the final question is, if you could go back in time to any one day in your life, 
just to re-experience that day and, and live in the moment, what day would you go back to? I don't know. I'm enjoying my life even now. I enjoy learning, but maybe I would go back to high school, you know, when it's all fresh and white, papers are white, you know, and just enjoy my time when I was young. Maybe that one. It's not that it's significant. It's just like when you're in high school, you're like playing and just learning, not much important stuff yet. But even now, I'm happy with my life and I wouldn't change anything. I believe that everything happens for a reason, even the sour ones and the bitter ones. Everything yes. happens for a reason. Yeah, for a good reason. You can't be all happy and be strong. You know, the, the bruises, the cuts, this, this hurts, they make you wiser and stronger. That's what I believe in. That's awesome. I think, I think you're the first podcast guest I've had, which has said they, they'd love to, to stay where they are exactly right now. I think that's so beautiful and just an absolute testament to, to how you must have lived, lived your life is, yeah, very full and very fruitful. So that's, that's amazing. I, I'm still learning now and I have a lot to learn. I have a lot, a lot of things that I want to learn still until now. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to, to what's, what happened next and, and hearing about the new app in, in January as well. So I'm very excited for that. But yeah, I know we've come to, to the end of the 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, I really wanted to thank you for coming on today. I think you dropped some amazing wisdom, uh, especially for people in, you know, in their 20s and 30s. So yeah, I really appreciate that. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on. But before you leave is... Is there anywhere people should go to, to follow you or follow any of your businesses? I can, I can put the links in the show notes below, but is there anywhere in particular you'd like yeah, people to go? In my Facebook or Instagram and in the brandseedfoundation.org, those three. Okay, awesome. I'll, uh, I'll put those in the show notes below. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Bernard. It was a pleasure chatting to you and I loved the wisdom that you shared. Thank you, Joshua.